Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Okay, like many topics, this topic comes from a recent coaching session I did where we were talking about limiting beliefs. And um, this person has coached with me for some time and is also a Q member. And so she realizes she has limiting beliefs. Um, We all have them. That's the thing. Uh, But self-awareness is everything, right? So we're going to talk about like, how to uncover your limiting beliefs first, and then we're going to talk about what to do about them. And through the conversation with her, and then also just through further researching, because I always do my research, and uh, coming up with strategies to help fight limiting beliefs, I've decided that the whole month of March in the Q membership is going to be devoted to this topic, because there is a lot to unpack. And limiting beliefs are sneaky. They're so sneaky. So we definitely want to go deeper. So if this is your sign to join the Q membership and you want to go deep on this in March, this is your sign. Okay. So what are limiting beliefs? Like first, what even are we talking about? So to go back a step, you know, our thoughts create our beliefs, right? So those thoughts that we have on repeat, especially the thoughts that we keep thinking, um, according to research, Uh, we only really have a thought for about 17 seconds. And then if we keep, then we re-up, you know, then we like recommit to the thought. So if we're thinking about something, obsessing about something for like a half an hour, an hour or something, it's because we keep choosing to have the thought over and over and over again. So that can happen in a matter of minutes, you know, especially if something just happened and we can't let it go or we're just having, we're processing it, right? Maybe we're just in the middle of processing it and we keep having that th- same thought over and over again, or it can happen over a longer period of time. And things like, like here, here, my very somewhat comical limiting belief is around math, right? I, I said it to someone yesterday. I'm just not good at math, right? Well, I've been saying that for decades, okay? So this limiting belief didn't just happen last Thursday. This is something that I have been thinking about and reinvesting in and choosing to think and then it becomes a belief, right? So those thoughts that we have on repeat become the things that we believe. And they could be everything from the sky is blue to you're bad at math to um, just something that else that is or isn't true, right? It may or may not be factual. I mean, the truth is if I wanted to, you know, spend some time getting better at math, I could, but I don't want to. So we're just going to let it be. But that's a choice that I am making in this case, consciously, but sometimes we make them unconsciously because we're not going to address them or we just accept that something just, quote, is, which anytime we're using is in a sentence, we know that we're dealing with a fixed belief rather than or fixed mindset rather than a growth mindset. 
right? So whenever we just say, this just is, my dog just is, or my dog hates this place, or I'm just bad at front crosses, or I can never get my footwork right. Those are all fixed mindset thoughts. And we know because you're here and you listen to this podcast that we always want to be in a growth mindset, right? Open to change and, uh, and believing that with effort, I can improve this, right? So the truth is with effort, I could improve my math skills. However, I am choosing not to, okay? All right, so back to the real tale here, which is repeated thoughts, a la math or a la my dog hates this place or whatever it is, creates our beliefs. And then we just come to just accept them. These are things that we, we just believe to be true. They can be fixed. They're seldom growth oriented. So most of the time I'm gonna say, kind of stereotypically, they are fixed. And we just come to believe them. And then through that belief, we come to accept them. And then from our beliefs, we take or don't take certain actions, right? We enter certain trials. Let's say, let's say you really believe that your dog just does not do well at a certain location. It's spooky to them or whatever else. And so the action you might take is you don't enter there anymore, or you don't enter that dog there anymore. You enter your other dogs, okay? Or you just avoid that place altogether. Those are actions that you take based on your belief, right? And because of those actions, we get certain results. So maybe you do keep entering your dog, but you have this mindset that they're going to do terrible because they hate this place. And so the action you take is to enter, but the result that you get is probably not great because, you know, your mindset and your belief system was telling you that it's not going to work out, right? You'd already decided the outcome, okay? So in the case of good beliefs, right? We would be thinking that like, oh my God, my dog loves this place or this place has been really lucky for us or these are the luckiest socks I've ever owned in my whole life, right? And it can be, you know, superstition based, which I have a whole bent on that. I think it's more intention than superstition, but anyway. Um, So beliefs can be positive just as much as they can be negative. It just seems that our negative beliefs are louder or maybe more obnoxious. And so that's when we really stop doing certain things or we make really like choices that limit our experience or limit the things that we're doing in like not so great way. That's when they become limiting beliefs, right? But they're still beliefs, okay? The same thing is true. Thoughts, beliefs, actions, results, all right? So it's still beliefs in there. It's just, are they limiting you? Are they limiting your performance? Are they limiting your results? Are they limiting what you could possibly be doing in this world? Are they limiting, you know, you not going to nationals because it's such a big environment or something else is scary or what have you? So limiting beliefs get in our way, right? And that's kind of one of the first ways you know you have a limiting belief is it's getting in your way. So if you're not sure if you have a limiting belief, you know, one of the things that you could do is to try to just like ask yourself some questions, right? Like what are some of the things that you believe about yourself? What are the some of the positive things and the negative things? And if I could get you to journal, which I'm always trying to do, this would be a great like pen to paper exercise where you literally grab a piece of paper and a pen and because you want to do this, like with your hands, you don't, this is not a computer thing. You want to actually use pen to paper. There's a whole research thing about that. And like just two columns, right? On one side, what are all the positive things you believe? And on the other side, what are all the negative things you believe? You know, what beliefs do you hold about yourself, about your abilities, about your potential? 
Um, what areas of your life do you think that you're stuck, right? Because your limiting beliefs are not just your dog stuff, right? You have limiting beliefs all over the place, or at least I do. Um, what thoughts or beliefs often arise when things get hard, you face challenges, or you face setbacks? And I think setbacks are very much a key for this, right? Like nothing illustrates a limiting belief like an NQ, <laughs> right? Because we come out of the ring and we're like, oh, I never get that. Or I, I knew I was going to screw that up. Or, um, oh my God, I'm just, I'm never going to figure this out, right? Or my dog's never going to figure this out or whatever. See, my dog always shuts down. So they come out in the form of, excuses or maybe in the moment we think they're explanations or we think we're rationalizing it. But really, if we listen, that when we're facing a setback, sometimes those limiting beliefs come flying out almost to say like, see, I told you I was right, right? Because your brain wants to be right. Your brain works really hard to be right. So when you have, the reason limiting beliefs are so scary and dangerous and whatever is because when you have a limiting belief, your brain goes, oh, we're bad at this. Got it. I will try to make that really true for you. I will, you know, go out of my way, says the brain, to like make things happen that will support this belief that you have, self, right? And so your brain wants to be right. Your brain wants to be safe. It wants to be right. It wants the kind of things to be easy. It wants things to be familiar. So in all of those things, when we have those limiting beliefs, our brain's like, got it. Let me give you something familiar. Let me give you something that you know that's true, that you believe. Let me be right. So when you are in a setback or you've just had a setback or something, this is the perfect time to write down that column of limiting beliefs, right? So what do you think is true in that moment of setback, right? If you're in a funk, you know, especially like this is a great time to like vomit it all on paper. Okay. Just throw it all up on paper and just let it all come out. Say all the ugly things you would never admit out loud, you know, just say it. Right. And it, this stretches right into the other way to think about it is how do you talk to yourself in these times or when things don't go as planned? What does your self-talk look like? Is it full of all these fixed mindsets or these, I knew it's, or I told you so's, or we're not good at this, or, you know, is it all of that? right? And I think those are really, I don't know, that, that just is really an illuminating place to go when you're wondering, well, I think I have a limiting belief, but I'm not sure what it is. So either do that right after a run that doesn't go great, or if everything is, you know, perfect, lovely in your life right now, awesome for you, by the way, but, um, but also think of a time when you were really bummed out and you, you know, something went wrong or something and think about that time, put yourself back in that place and then journal it out, you know, write down the list of what you think that, um, how it is that you're talking to yourself in those moments. Okay. And then also, you know, pay attention to your emotions, Okay, because emotions can tell us so much. Are you frustrated? Are you sad? Are you, uh, you know, are you happy, right? Because if you're trying to fill out that first side of the paper where you, what are your positive beliefs, you know, what are the things you believe about yourself? Like when you nail, you know, a course or you nail your footwork in something or, or just a new exercise, like how are you like so proud of yourself, right? And what is that emotion of just being like, yeah, I got it. Like I knew I could figure this out. This is awesome. Those are beliefs too. And we want more of those obviously. And we want those to crowd out the limiting beliefs. You can't tell someone, don't think that way. 
okay? It, it doesn't really work because then the person's just thinking of like the don't, right? It's like, it's the pink elephant example always, right? If I say, don't think about a pink elephant, what do you see? A pink elephant, right? Because I put that in your head. And so I can't just tell you, well, stop thinking about pink elephants. Stop it. Are you still thinking about pink elephants? Stop thinking about pink elephants. It doesn't work. What you have to do is replace it. So if I say, ooh, blue elephants, you're like, now you're thinking about a blue elephant. So if I say, ooh, look at that blue elephant. There's two blue elephants. There's three blue elephants. Now you're firmly in the blue elephant parade, okay? So we replace thoughts. We don't just delete them or we would just be kind of staring off into the void, which sometimes is a nice thing to do, but um, it doesn't usually work. So those are some great ways to figure out if you have limiting beliefs and if so, what are they, right? Because we need them to come to the surface, okay? We need to know what they are. Otherwise, we can't help ourselves. We can't do anything about them. And sometimes talking it out with somebody, getting feedback with someone, just bouncing it off of someone. And this is a lot of what I did with my coaching call the other day is, you know, some of it is just getting to the underneath, you know, asking. And if you don't have a coach available, right, that's not an option, either a friend or just keep asking yourself, like, why do I think that? Why do I think that? So like you write down the first belief, like, let's go with the dumb one again. Like, I'm bad at math. Like, why do I believe that? Because I never, you know, scored very well on the test. Well, why was that? Well, I just, I just, it doesn't come naturally to me. Okay, so then what? Well, it doesn't come naturally to me, so I didn't like to do it. So then I didn't work at it. So then, so then, so then, right? So what it comes down to is like, I never really liked it, so I didn't work at it. So I didn't try. Okay, well then that's a really good reason I'm bad at math, okay? So, but the point is, is is not to get down to the, I didn't try necessarily for your blind crosses because you're probably like, I am trying, but that's just not the answer to your whys. My point is, is keep going. Keep asking yourself, why is that? Why is that? Well, what's underneath there? What's underneath there? And so when I was doing this coaching call, we were able to do that on the call and able to get under underneath to like what those limiting behaviors were and what some of those behaviors might be contributing, right? But when you're on your own, your journal is going to be your best friend, right? Get to that journal and just keep asking yourself why, why, why until you get to that like uncomfortable place where you don't want to ask yourself why anymore. And that's when you kind of know you're onto something because you're, again, your brain is going to try to protect you. It's going to be like, oh, you don't really want the answer to that. You don't want to know what's under that. You know, you don't want to know that the reason you're bad is math because you're lazy. (laughs) Okay. Like you don't want to know. Right. And so um, we need to really do that work, even if, when it gets uncomfortable. Okay, so I'm going to grab a quick sip of water and then now we're going to talk about, well, what can we actually do about it? Quick question. Do you ever wish you had more mindset help? Well, the Q membership was created just for that reason. Every month we pick a topic and then we have four lessons, which are kind of like these podcasts that we dive deeper into. And so if you are ready for more, you're ready for more mindset work, think about joining the Q membership. Annual members get a free coaching session, but you can also choose the monthly option as well. Go to theqcoach.com to learn more. Let's get back to the episode. Alrighty, we are back and we are going to try to banish these limiting beliefs. So I'm going to give you five things that you can do to kind of exit those limiting beliefs. But I want you to know right off the top that they're going to take work, okay? Because as we talked about, 
most likely your limiting beliefs were created over time, right? You didn't just wake up one Thursday and have a limiting belief, okay? Your limiting beliefs were created over time through repetition, sometimes decades, maybe a year or whatever. So I think whatever time you put into them is probably the time it's going to take to erase them, right? And again, you're not going to erase them. We're going to try to replace them. But here are five things I want you to try to do. So the first thing is, like we just talked about, like awareness, like get some awareness. Stop turning away from your limiting beliefs, right? Because nobody wants to look at them. That's part of the issue. And that's part of why they're allowed to go on is we don't think that we can do anything about them. We think that we're helpless or we think that they are a fixed thing, that they just are and so what? There's nothing we can do about them, all right? So we want to be aware you know, write them down and realize that um, they are affecting you, right? Admit it. Admit that this limiting belief that you have, or plural, are affecting you and how are they affecting you, right? Because sometimes, for me at least, the how they're affecting me, in that I find my motivation. Because if I figure out that I'm not doing something that I would like to do because of a limiting belief, I'm like, oh no, I, I actually really want to go to that trial or I really want to do that. I want to be able to take my dog to that place that I have said my dog hates that place. All right, well, maybe that was three dogs ago, right? And I stopped going and I'm like, this is crazy. Like I want to do this. So sometimes you can find your motivation in that and um, that really helps you want to work on your limiting beliefs because again, it's uncomfortable. We don't like to be uncomfortable. So we don't really like to work on it. Okay. The second thing is, is reframe them. All right. So you want to really look at the evidence. Like does the evidence, like if this were, if someone was sitting in front of you with a spreadsheet and they were like, okay, tell me all the times that was true. You know, what are the evidence? Do you have evidence to support this? Or like it happens in most cases, are you just waiting those times where it happened and you're giving them more weight, right? You're waiting them more. So what I mean by that is, so let's say you look at the evidence and of the last 10 times you were in the ring, um, this problem, this limiting belief only happened twice. Well, statistically speaking, then 80% of the time you're doing just fine, right? 80% of the time it's not in your way. The problem is, is that 20%, those two times, we weight them so heavily and because they stick in our brain and we we're, we're get so focused and so wrapped up around the axle and the negative that we make them bigger when really could be just 20% of the time that this is happening. Um, and 80% of the time you're doing great, right? So we want to get really clear on is there evidence? How can we interpret this? Is this also potentially just a story we're telling ourselves? Have we created a narrative around this that may not be true? Okay, so that's also really important. The third thing that we can do about this, and and by the way, that's just so that we're getting realistic about it, right? Because again, we don't want to be telling ourselves tales that aren't really true. We want to be true and honest and and appropriate, realistic in the telling of any story, especially when it comes to our performance and our performance mindset. Okay. Third, visualization and mental rehearsal. Okay. We love this, right? We love this. And so this is one of the ways that you're going to start to replace the thought or replace the evidence even. So maybe you're like, hey, my evidence says it's 40% of the time this is happening, but I need to change this. I need to figure this out. So great. So rehearsing it in your brain where it goes correctly. So 
let's say we're using the easy example again. My dog hates this place, right? So you do the evidence and you're like, well, I mean, I kind of stopped going after I thought that. So I don't really have any good evidence. All I have is some old bad pieces of evidence. Okay, I get it. So let's go and let's, without leaving your living room, let's go and rehearse how you would like this to go. What does success look like? What would be the ideal scenario? Can you set up the situation in which your dog can be successful in this place? What would that look like? Rehearse it in your brain. Visualize it going right. Visualize everything from how you feel to how your dog feels, how their body language looks. Are their ears relaxed? Can you see it in their face? Are they looking at you like, hey, this is great, mom. Yeah, once I had a problem, but this seems to be fine. And you're looking at them and everything's going right. And you're rehearsing that over and over and over again. Okay. So that mental rehearsal is the same to our brains as a memory. And if it's in our memories, that means we've already done it again, done it before, so we can do it again. So I cannot, I, I can never stress the importance of visualization and mental rehearsal enough. Okay. It can really have an impact. And because our dogs read us so darn well, they read our energy. They seem to read our thoughts pretty darn well. You know, they're going to react um, to how we think about a situation. If we walk into the ring and we tense or to the building rather, and we tense the leash and we like inhale and our shoulders hit our ears and we get all tense and nervous, what do you think they're going to do? Right? They're going to respond. They're going to be like, Ooh, dragons. You know, there must be dragons in this building. I am ready for it. And yet if we walk in and we're like, you know what? I've rehearsed this. The last time I rehearsed this, even though I was in my living room, I was relaxed. My shoulders were relaxed. My breathing was normal. I had a normal, appropriate, you know, responsible grasp on the leash. And we just walked in the building and we set up a crate in kind of a quiet corner. And it was fine. It was fine. If you walk in with that energy, notice the difference, right? Our dogs are always reading us. So mental rehearsal, visualization, number three, coming in strong. <laughs> okay. Uh, the fourth thing is goals. You got to have the right goals. Part of what makes limiting beliefs so angsty <laughs> is they kill our confidence. They just chip, chip, chip away at our confidence, sometimes with very big chips. And so we have to use our goals, set appropriate goals so that we can regain that confidence and we can show ourselves that we can do it, whatever it is, right? That we can be successful. We can overcome this. We can think a different way. We can replace our pink elephants with blue elephants, right? We can do this. So we set realistic goals, maybe even like baby step kind of things so that we can show ourselves that with some effort, right? Growth mindset, with some effort, we can improve this, right? So goals is really, really key here. And it's funny because I think a lot of people with limiting beliefs, they're like, well, what does goals have to do with this? It's, it's what I believe. It's not what I'm doing. It's what I'm believing. Aha. But remember, those beliefs shape our action and our results. So we want different results, right? So we have to, how else do we get different results? Well, we attack it by goals. We attack it by setting different goals, by setting realistic goals, you know, measurable goals that are we can break down and we can really see the progress so that we see our confidence come back and we see our confidence come back. We think, Oh, I'm making progress. Yes. And more of this. So we do more, we do more visualization. We do more, you know, replacing of those limiting beliefs. We do more, you know, awareness and asking our evidence. Is this really true? We do more, we do more because it was working, right? It's working. We're getting our confidence back. It's working. It's working. And now we push that snowball up the hill, right? Or dissolve it all together. That would be even easier. 
Okay, last number five is get some like support or some accountability or, you know, phone a friend or share your story or just tell your instructor that this is something you're working on. You know, a lot of times a limiting belief is really tied to a skill. So again, we can work on our confidence, work on our goals by setting skill goals and ask our instructor for like help on this, right? Or, you know, get a coach or get a friend who understands what you're going through and be like, hey, if I ever say, if you ever hear me say like my dog hates this place, will you just like, I don't know, make me buy you French fries or something, you know, like just, you know, something just make, just make a consequence for me, you know, um, and uh, so that they can help hold you accountable, right? Because you got to want to get better. And sometimes accountability is really, really helpful. The other thing too, is if you feel kind of isolated in this moment, go to your journal for accountability. Just make yourself journal every day about it and give yourself little hash marks, right? Like how many times did I replace that thought? How many times was I more positive? How many times? But as you can tell from my example, I'm only recording the positives. So if you're going to journal, I want you to tell yourself positive stories. And if you've got something negative to say, then give yourself one sentence of negative to five sentences of positive, right? Because again, if you are journaling and tearing yourself down in your journal, that is literally the opposite of what we need to be doing, okay? So limiting beliefs, let's try attacking them. We're going to get some accountability, even if it's with ourselves. Uh, We're going to set some realistic goals. We're going to get that visualization and mental rehearsal going. Reframe those negative thoughts because we probably don't have enough evidence to keep having them. And then just be aware about them and identify them. And for goodness sake, head to your journal, right? Write it down, break it apart and really commit to making progress. And like I said, we're going to do this all month in the month of May in the membership because I just think it's such a big topic. And I think that, especially after talking to a few clients, I think everybody has limiting beliefs, right? We all have limiting beliefs. I have limiting beliefs, right? If you've been around this podcast for a few minutes, you know that I have a basket of limited beliefs when it comes to Moxie and a reef poles, right? So a basket, a box, maybe I have like three storage bins. Well, I don't know, but I've got some work to do myself. And I always like to, in our membership, you know, work on the things I need work on too, right? We all need work. So anyway, that's my plug for that. But again, no matter, I want you to really think about what your limiting beliefs are this weekend. Get out that pen and paper, do some work, uncover them, because we don't need things that are holding us back, right? We want clear sailing ahead and we want to be able to work on skills and, you know, and growth and the next challenge. We don't want to be working on old stuff, right? Makes sense to me. Okay. No matter what you're doing this week, I hope you have a fantastic week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.